And now, Rembert explains. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Rembert Brown, and this is Rembert Explains. It is a podcast. The video is happening at the same time, and I am here with a good friend of mine, Cord Jefferson. What's up, dog? Hello. Uh, Cord is here uh, because we're going to talk about stuff, um, as we often do, but we're just going to let all of you hear this time. <laughs> uh-huh. um, today, we're going to just go back and forth uh, in some real topical stuff, some stuff that we are into right now and some stuff that we just like aren't about anymore, like stuff that we were once into, but like just just kind of fed up got over it just over it like yeah. which you know like like which is very different than disliking stuff, stuff you don't like yeah you know it's very different from very different something. you have to admit that this was some something you were once into sometimes it's embarrassing mm-hmm. uh, so <laughs> speaking of embarrassing uh, i'm going to start with something i'm into right now and this is embarrassing this is so embarrassing this is the only thing i told court uh uh linkedin oh god linked I do, I, the worst. I do not know how this happened, but like a week ago, I looked up and I was like completely in on LinkedIn. Like, I, what, what aspects of it? Like, like connecting with professional people, no, like in your network. My, I hate it. My entire LinkedIn page is like one giant troll. It's like, <laughs> like it's like, what, like what am I good at? It's like Zanga and like Live Journal and yeah. It's, I mean, like some of the information is true, some of it is false, but I think it might be a response to like Twitter fatigue mm-hmm. and Facebook fatigue in yeah. terms of just like being overwhelmed with everything. Like I just went to LinkedIn the other day and it was just like, these four people got jobs. And I was like, that's kind of dope. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm like, I, I like, I'm proud of them. I texted one of them. I was like, I found out you got a job on LinkedIn. Like, congrats. So it's not like, a, it's like where Twitter has become like a wasteland of like bad vibes. Yeah. LinkedIn is a place where people are like succeeding and I think, ambitious. Like and LinkedIn's, fun. you don't find out someone got fired on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's not like so-and-so no longer has a job. Like, it's only good news. And is it a social network? Do I, like, I literally have no idea how it works. I've have, never, I've get, I get the invite. No, I've gotten so many invites and I will never, if anybody, if you're out there listening and you ever want to invite me to connect with you on LinkedIn, just save yourself the time. I will never do it. Are you, it's useless. Are you uh, not interested in uh, being a professional? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, actually, no, that's, that's the thing. That not, the thing? I'm, I'm not interested in being a professional. I, I'm, I'm, I think that it, but, but it, it, seriously, I think that for, for our careers, you and I are very Googleable people and yes. we are writers. And so if somebody's going to hire us, they're going to hire us based on sort of our past work. Nobody's going to go, where did Cord or Rembert go to college? And like, what was their GPA? Like, it's just, to me, it's, it is, it is a useless thing that I think is not beneficial in any way. But, for a portion of the world, it's very useful. And, like, it's like a – like, there's, like, a news feed on Power to them, Where yeah. people are, like, liking status updates and, like, I'm – like, I do not use it for real. Yeah. Like, my head title right now is owner of the Atlanta Hawks <laughs> <laughs> and commissioner of the National Football League. <laughs> like, so, so I uh, – one of my friends from home, uh, Evan, sent me a screenshot of a – text conversation with his mom and it 
uh, all it said was like, I just saw Rembrandt's LinkedIn update. I didn't know you could lie on LinkedIn. <laughs> Which is like the cutest mom thing ever. <laughs> you can lie. It's like, you you can, can lie on the internet? Like, like this is the sweetest parent thing. I thought you had to get like... <laughs> the internet's just full of lies. What? It was like the cutest, like, I want to like hug that 60-year-old woman. Like, I know. I didn't mean to... Oh, the internet's full of lies. Oh, God. Oh, my God. People are just lying on the internet. Oh, man. <laughs> That's so, incredible. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful moment. Uh, shout out to Jennifer Howard, uh, my friend Evan's mom. Um, before um, before you go in to your first thing, um, in classic early podcast jitters, I didn't really introduce you. We no just worries. met five people. I, like, who, I, yeah. Like, who, who are you? We're, uh, I'm, I'm a writer. I'm a, I, I, for a long time, uh, wrote for the internet mm-hmm. and then just recently left to write for TV. So I just... Uh, I wrote uh, for a show on Stars called Survivor's Remorse that's premiered. Uh-huh. I'm just going to get a second season, but I actually am now working on this other show uh, as yet to be named cool. in New York City starting um, December. The kid's moving to New York. Moving to NYC again. Yeah. Again. The kid's back. I'm so excited. This is great. This I'm is, actually so excited. This is very selfishly great for me. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Uh, all right, your turn. First thing that you're into. Serial, S-E-R-I-A-L. Uh, different podcasts. I, I hate to shout out another podcast kinda on rude. your podcast. like mad early Yeah, it's like <laughs> You're like, Yo, you know what I'm into? Another like a different podcast. like bringing your own food to somebody else's <laughs> Thanksgiving, but that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a great podcast, and I've, I've, I'm obsessed with it, and I kind of, I feel like everybody that I know is obsessed with it. Uh-huh. Everybody who listens to it is obsessed with it. I'm kind of shocked that you have not listened to it yet. You just told me a few moments ago that you have yet to listen to Siri. I So here's a real thing. Um, I listened to half of, like, the first episode and then like got distracted mm-hmm. never picked it back up yeah and then watched it blow blow up and yeah. i had kind of i had that moment that i've had with like television shows before yeah where it's like i want to like it's intimidating to try to catch up to like i feel that you know like if you make it like halfway through like yeah like the like you, eighth episode of breaking bad you're like oh like i want to do this but, yeah because like, i want to know what everyone like i, I no, just i just I have no idea what the, anyone's talking about i just him. watched the sopranos like six months ago the, yeah. for the first time ever i and i just like binge watched the whole the whole series because for the exact same reason because like i was so like by the time the people i knew were starting to love it i was too like late into the game yeah. that i didn't want to like go back and, and just spend all that time and so i finally like a few months ago decided to watch it so i understand that what do you like about serial uh, it is so if if you don't know, Serial is um, by the people who produce This American Life, um, but it's their new podcast where it's one story told over, I think, like 14 episodes for yeah. an entire season. And so this first season is an episode is – a, is a show about um, – a, a kid it's a murder mystery like set in a high school in maryland okay and it's like this it's not a mystery i mean well it is a mystery but there's there's a person who's in prison who uh says that he's and claims that he's an innocent man and so the host um of the show kind of tries to dig into the story of of uh this guy's life and of the murder yeah. and figure out 
figure out whether he's guilty or innocent, right? And it's, uh, I mean, th- as far as the law is concerned, he's he's guilty. And so he's been in prison, I think, for now 14 years. Yeah. Um, he's he's 32 now. Like, th- this happened when he was a kid. And now he's, he's like a... But he he's he does a bunch of interviews and, and sort of swears up and down that he's innocent. And it's uh-huh. just been... It's been fascinating. Like, it's been fascinating to hear her dig into these stories and kind of figure out... Uh, my mom's calling right now. It's fine. Um, shouts to mom. Shouts to mom. Yeah. Um... So she, it's essentially just her like trying to weave her way through this through this murder mystery and figure out if it if it's real or not. And to me, like it's so it's just so well produced. This American Life, like those people, they know those what guys have been doing. doing. Like, yeah, they've been doing. And when it comes to podcasting, those guys know what they're doing. And it's just it's been incredible to listen to. And it is like I love it because it feels like. It feels – one of the reasons I like it is because it feels very old-timey. Like they release it on Thursdays. Yeah. And it reminds me of like when people would like gather around the yeah. radio like to like – H.G. Wells, yeah, like exactly. the world. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, the cereal's on. Like uh, it's, so it's been fun to like just, just everybody sitting around the computer on yeah. Thursday. And now it's turned into this – I mean I'm not an obsessive. Like there are entire – now I guess like internet communities dedicated sure. to like trying to figure it out themselves and like sure. solve the crime themselves. I'm not that crazy about it, but I think it is a good piece of media. Are you <clears throat> are you experiencing it? Because I know you you were like very few and far between on Twitter, like mm-hmm. uh, even though you might be lurk- lurking the whole time. Sometimes, Twitter. yeah. Um, are you like experiencing it by yourself? Like are you like talking about it with other people? Yeah, no. I don't I don't like uh, – except for like people in my direct vicinity. Like I don't uh-huh. like – I don't like to engage like that. Yeah. It's just becomes – because then it becomes a whole process and like you got to talk. I don't want to – I don't want to – I don't yeah. mess with media like that, you know? Uh-huh. That's, that's I think that's one – you don't want to – it goes it – goes, it's interesting with, that you brought up that other point is like I think one of the reasons that I also put off like watching stuff like that is so that like I can just – consume it all without any outside influence as as to like what what my perception should be so like i feel like I feel like I probably would have enjoyed The Sopranos less had I been like constantly reading like eight recaps, recaps like of it and like everybody trying to explain what these what this means like what's the symbolism of this like for me to just consume it without any outside influence is like actually kind of a joy for me so yeah. I kind of that's <clears throat> that's how I like to like consume media yeah i I am definitely one of those people that it the <clears throat> like the overarching like some like deeper plot twist theme like like the with the first watch like often goes over my head or I cuz I'm just like enjoying it so much I'm not like always looking for like the deeper meaning in like episode 3 of said show and yeah. sometimes when I like if I have a show that I'm watching and then reading recaps, I like kind of feel dumb. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I didn't pick up on I'm that. Like, what? I thought that episode was awesome, and then like you read like eight recaps and they're like, oh, what a down week. I was like, what? That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like, depending on the show, like I really like I have to, which is why with some shows I, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not gonna like be up on it and cool with. You know, Mad Men this season because I'm just gonna wait until the holidays and exactly. watch the entire thing. Over exactly, and I love I love doing that. Sometimes yeah. it feels really good. Um, all right, let's go into one thing that I am not into anymore, and this is like a little bit more highbrow, but like whatever. Um, like that. I'm I'm out on uh, using the phrase white privilege. Really? I think I'm done with it. Really? I think I'm just, I, I like, I, I think, 
I think it's just like lost. It's just like a buzzword now. It's lost meaning to you. It's just like I, I have to find another way to describe what's actually happening in society because like yeah. it's just being thrown around. Yeah. As many things do, just get thrown around like recklessly. I think I had the same moment with like cultural appropriation mm-hmm. a year ago. Yeah. Where I was just like, you can't use one. Like you can't use a single phrase to describe like everything. Yeah. But also two, like, like it's. I don't know. Like I, I, I. Do you believe it's being used incorrectly, or do you be, believe it's being overused? I think. Or both. I think. I think definitely both, but okay. more, <clears throat> more misused. I think, like. I remember I had to like kind of deal with it when I was writing about uh, dear white people mm-hmm. and everything, every like everything I had seen written like leading up to when I wrote it was like it's like this is a movie about white privilege yeah and it's like okay like that is an aspect of the movie yeah but like you can't encapsulate it you just can't just like thing. nail it with that. Phrase like it, it, like it's like things are bigger than that. Things are deeper than that. I also like it's one of those things where I I worry it loses some of its like importance when it's used so flippantly. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, you know, like white privilege. Yeah, you know, you know, they're like you know, check your privilege, check your privilege, like yeah. all that stuff. It's like okay, like I, I I remember learning that word in in college and like. Being like, oh, that makes sense, you know. But I feel like when some of these like sociological phrases hit the mainstream and people like learn what they are, yeah, they become like the umbrella term for everything. Yeah, and I think that that is like one of those Twitter blog things where it's just like, okay, this word is kind of it, it's run away from its original meaning or its original purpose. Yeah, I think that to 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 be fair. America is filled with lots of white privilege. <laughs> like, okay. like, I mean, to be fair, it is everywhere that you look. It's everywhere. <laughs> like that's, so, that's the one, okay, that's the contra- one thing I'll say is like, to be fair, white privilege is all around so us. So maybe constantly. we're not saying it enough. <laughs> all right, the new name of this blog is, uh, this podcast is white privilege. White privilege podcast. No, I think that, I think that, I think that also that is a, um, I think that's also the, uh, the a problem of like just just the circles we run in. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the people you follow on Twitter, the people you follow on the internet, are you like you self selective, right? Like you follow yeah. you follow people who are like interested in these kinds of ideas. I don't think that probably. I would guess that ninety nine percent of Americans do not hear white privilege as often. As, that is true. As we are hearing it. That is you true. You know what I mean? As frequently as as, as we hear about it. I, I and do, a lot need a lot probably need to learn that it exists. Yeah, exactly. That so but so I can understand I can understand the fatigue there, but I think that that is like a certain small pocket of the internet. So maybe But I feel what you're saying. I just need less internet. I think it's like outrage fatigue. That's what I'm tired of. And I feel like I feel like people screaming white privilege a lot. Uh it also like goes hand in hand with like um, a lot of people who are just like angry all the time, and I feel like, like I'm looking like, for the thing to be angry about. Yeah, and I feel like Thursday. that is I'm like I'm sick. Of, I'm like I'm over the out like. The I was never into outrage fatigue. I mean, I I think I had outrage fatigue from the get because like, yeah. I I don't I don't I don't catch on to like performance art immediately all the time, but yeah. with like. The, the outrage internet wave, like, yeah. like immediately I was like, 
people are building careers off of just be, being mad every morning. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yo, like, <laughs> like I, I, there's like this, there's like this Cat Williams bit where he's talking about like people who are hard all the time. Yeah. Like how you gonna be like mad at like over bacon? <laughs> it's like, like you gang banging over bacon. <laughs> like, like, like I was just like, yeah, it's like, damn, it's like I have like not even had my coffee yet. Yeah. And I like open up my three tabs in the morning like damn i'm already like here's what to you be upset about <laughs> like, this I'm morning all, like damn like, i just like can't like can i be like and am i like not as am i not serious a serious person if i'm not bad yeah exactly which is a whole nother and that beast. i think is frustrating yeah. it's just a beast it's like it, it all it all affects each other white privilege is real yeah as court said um i just i worry that it's being use like too flippantly mm-hmm. and it is one of those it, it is also one of those things where like i don't i i i personally think it's a good thing that um like white folks call out other white folks for things absolutely i think i think that's that's a new thing in like society absolutely and i think that's a good thing there is a there is like a small piece of that like you know white people checking other white people for their white privilege. Yeah. That does start to get a little murky. Yeah. Because it's all, it's like, it's just all, it's like then trying to create levels of privilege. Yeah. When it's just like all privilege, you know? Privilege Olympics. (laughs) Yeah. I got a bronze (laughs) and white privilege. Um, But yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just like, when it comes to, you know, when you write, like you, you can pick what words and phrases you use. And like, mm-hmm. as I'm writing about things where that is entering my space or entering the topic, like that's just like, I've, I found myself like a couple weeks ago, like trying to find different ways to talk about that without using the phrase. I because totally feel it, it, it felt kind of like, it, it, did, it felt like it lacked sophistication because totally it was just like that. a buzzword. And, it's, and, it's so, and then it makes your writing feel like, it just makes it feel like some like dumb blog post that you threw together at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't it's not it's not it's less thoughtful. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I um what's <clears throat> something that you aren't into anymore? Like you're just like So you ready for this? This is Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I'm over pizza. I'm over pizza in that like yeah, dumb. Th- no, this is not dumb. I'm over pizza in the way that the internet has turned it into this thing where it's like a hacky sort of like it's basically like turned into like this hacky silly thing pizza. where yeah pizza where like it's become this like cultural thing where where people just use like their love of pizza like this ironic obsession like this ironic okay. love of pizza as like the code word for like basically like I grew up in the 90s like I feel like I feel like this like ironic like oh isn't pizza so great I'm so <laughs> excited about pizza and I have a pizza tattoo and like I have an all over print pizza jacket like isn't that wild because i'm so obsessed with pizza like i feel like that has gotten so it's we've reached peak pizza where it's just so annoying at this point like i'm just i'm over the pizza i love pizza i think pizza is delicious but like the internet ruined pizza ruined pizza for me like i'm i want to enjoy pizza in the privacy of my own home i don't need to go out talking about why i love pizza i don't need to get a pizza tattoo i don't need some cutesy like uh, sweatshirt with pizzas all over it to let everybody know. I think it's just become like this stupid hacky in joke 
um, for like anybody who wants to wants to sort of let everybody know that they're a child of the '90s, which was like that. The '90s was like peak in my mind. Peak like Pizza Pizza uh, Hut also like it's, I, I oh, think I mean like the Pizza Hut and like it was like peak Pizza marketing like the Noid um, yes like the thirty minutes or less delivery thing like all these I just remember I, Little Caesars <laughs> I don't are, are people just bombarded with pizza ads like our kids bombarded with pizza ads the way that we were I don't because even know if kids like, eat pizza anymore I, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if kids, kids yeah. should be eating kale I don't know now if kids like <laughs> if I had a six year old right now, like I'm just thinking back. To the uh, the sheer amount of pizza I ate as yeah, a kid, constantly. Like, and my mother, my mother loved me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's no way you could just give your kid pizza like eight times a week in 2014. It's all the time. It's all the time. It's like if 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 eating pizza five times a week is right here in 2014. Mm-hmm. Like letting your kid play football is like right. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right there and like do you love like with what you know now do you love your kid You're just but, giving him pepperoni pizza all the time it's and that is look i still like pizza i will eat pizza from time to time i'll probably order pizza i'll eat, i'll order pizza like once a month let's say i'll let's say i eat pizza once a month okay that is i still don't feel the need to talk about it all the time and like let people know that i love pizza and like make a big deal about pizza i'm saying the internet it's like mustaches the internet did the same thing to mustaches yeah. the internet and like stupid lame like culture ruined mustaches where it's like became this thing where like all of a sudden people were getting mustache tattoos on their fingers yes and there was mustache shirts or the, the mustache dumb, ride shirts you know, like when you go to like a something with a photo booth mustache that mustache uh on a stick. yeah the photo mustache booth on a stick. mustache on a stick champagne flutes with mustaches drawn on them so when you so that when you sip from the champagne flute it looks as if you have the mustache like i it, th- that is like hand in hand to me like it's one follows yeah. the other like it's the exact same thing where it's just like you know what it was kind of this funny, cutesy thing for a time for me. Yeah, I was on, so. This goes back to our point of like, what's something that you liked in the beginning, and then it's just you're over it. I sort of there was a there was a brief window when I was like, oh, this is funny. Like, yeah, we all like pizza and pizza tattoos, but now it's like, get out of here with is your there, pizza talk, man. Is there a <clears throat> line? Is there is there like connective tissue between pizza and mustaches? Like, because they definitely do like. There's something there, There's right? There's something there. I don't know what it is. There is something there where I don't know. It's it feels like the pizza thing feels like nostalgia. Like the pizza, like people are nostalgic for the for like being kids and like having all these like funny pizza parties and like yeah. annoyed and all that. I don't know that the mustache is nostalgia. Maybe it's nostalgia. I don't. I feel like well, the mustaches mustaches were used did used to be more popular. So maybe it's yeah. like the nostalgia. People I am really glad I had a mustache. Like I have like evidence. Of having a mustache before mustaches became like a thing that where you like you were like I used to get so pissed off when people used to like ask me if my mustache was like ironic or like this if if I was always had a mustache were you ever clean shaven I mean I've had a mustache as long as I could have a mustache are you serious yeah you never shaved your mustache no 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 I have like I I shave my mustache like once a year okay um and. When I do, I lose like four years off my face. <laughs> I just look like a child. I uh, I shave my mu- so the last, not the last time, but like two times ago when I shaved my mustache, it was completely on accident. I was like trying to touching it up. I was trying to touch it up. Like shaving is like one of those things yeah. that when 
when you grow up, like it's like the single mom world. Yeah. Where like it's just one of those. It's like one of like the five or six things that you just have to. You just got to figure it out. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you, 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 you gather clues here and there. You yeah. see some movies, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, so my origin into shaving was very much just like, I just going for it. So like trimming, like trimming my mustache, like in the beginning, I was just like, <laughs> like I had like, I had like an, like an arts and crafts sticker. I mean, scissors over here. And I had like, I was like, maybe <laughs> I need a knife. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I had no idea. But I was trying to trim my mustache and. You weren't too um, thin? Well, you look like I, I was in my apartment and. Someone called me, like, someone, like, called my name, and I, like, did, like, the slightest of head turns and just, like, took off half of it. It was just like, <laughs> and so I then, I, then I tried to even it out, and I had, like, this Michael Jordan Hitler stash, <laughs> and I was, like, good unacceptable. Good I look. looked terrible. Like, I've never, like, I think I'm, like, on the scale of, like, like, handsomeness, I am, like, on the five to ten side. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. You. I was like a strong two. <laughs> I was like, it was terrible. Like, so then I was just like, I have to take it all off. Mm-hmm. I have to take it all off. And I just like, that was at a point where like, I had no, because I hadn't ever really like been shaving my mustache. There was no shadow. Yeah. So it was just like skin. <laughs> and I looked like I had people give me double takes. People that I know in my like real life that I see like every day. They were just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm still remember. I just I look like I'm 17. The um, only time I ever, I so I started growing a mustache uh when I was probably like 15 or 16 and then I kept it until uh my first semester in college. And so mustache nothing else cuz that's the nothing sp- else. I I respect mustache, I love, nothing I, else. I used to love that look. Cuz I didn't really grow, I couldn't really grow hair on my face until yeah. like a little bit later. So um mustache nothing else. And I finally shaved it, and I haven't. I haven't ever gone back to just having a mustache since. But the str- <laughs> the strange thing that I thought about, like years after I shaved it, was that like that hair that was on my face was like four years old. Just like, like, just, like just, if you think about that, like it was like just four four year old <laughs> hair just, that was that just like just sitting there. every day. Yeah, and it was like wispy, like baby hair. Like it was just like curls in your looking, mouth. Yeah, looking terrible. back, it was just making me. It was just so gross. It just yeah. made me feel so gross. Yeah, that I never like that thought alone is like I never ever want to have a mustache just because. Yeah, it is. It, like it's four. It's four year old hair. Not only four year old hair, but four year old hair that like had never been trimmed so it like emerged from my skin and then just stayed yeah it's above my lip yeah which is disgusting it's just, it is Let's kind of gross it is kind of gross hair is gross i I, th- I think i personally think hair is gross i, I mean, it's something we, it's something we all have to deal with as humans yeah. but it is it is like pretty gross thing yeah also like how often are you like taking a bar of soap and a washcloth and just like cleaning mustache? Like, <laughs> like, at what point in your life are you doing that? Like, i really need to get in that mustache it never happens um one thing about rocking the only mustache look that I – I don't know if I was, like, consciously or subconsciously doing it, but, like, it's, like, a very, like, 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 strong, like, throwback, like, black man look. Absolutely. And I, I like, was very into that. Absolutely. Like, it's, like, 90s Denzel slash, yeah. like, like – like Malcolm, like it's just like a lot of just like like black men just yeah. like went just like 
I'm MLK. like going all in mustache. And MLK had else. the mustache. Yeah, it was that was it is. But I mean, I feel like is that a, was that a black man thing or was it just style style of the times? I've, I, I, I don't no know. Idea. I don't no know. Idea. But I um, do understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I was able to convince myself that it was a black man thing <laughs> when I was 19. I was like, yo, I'm just like keeping it super real right now. Shout out to black people <laughs> out here. You see my mustache? You know I'm on I'm on the team I'm with the good guys. Oh, God. Um, okay. Uh, that was great. I think I'm going to go. This is funny that this was on my list with that conversation. What's um, that? I am like now in a frequent haircut phase of my life. Me too. Yes. yes. Unbelievable. Yes. That is unbelievable. Yes. I was actually thinking about that on the way over here. I was like, maybe that's one that I'll bring up. Is Yo, getting a haircut every couple weeks. It's happening. It's it the just best started. It just started. It just started. So it's how's great. frequent to you? So what's frequent mean in this? Frequent, frequent means like once a month. Okay. Because it used to mean like once a like. No, no, no. It wasn't even a time thing. It was just, like, when enough was enough. Yeah. When, like, people were, like, starting to comment. <laughs> like, 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 I just, because my hair does this, like, terrible thing where it grows faster yeah. on the sides than it does on the top. Okay. So, like, there's this sweet spot. Danger of, where, like, bozo. Yeah, there's this, there's, like, there's this sweet spot where it's, like, really good, but then this just keeps happening. It's outpacing the top, and it's a terrible look. It's a terrible look. And, like, even when you wear a hat, it starts, like, like doing, like, it's terrible, you know? And, but I was just, like, I just, I was, for years, I was, like, I just, I, like, I like, I like my hair kind of long. Yeah. But I also, like, it's just, like, whatever. Like, I'll get a, I'll get a haircut when it's, like, an event that yeah. I need to, like, look super clean. Yeah. But... It wasn't until, like, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get this, like, fake fade yeah. thing. And then I was like, yo, okay. And then Changes I Changes a little bit. And Changes. Then, a different haircut that you haven't tried before can totally change your outlook on life. But that's like a jump. That's like a leap of faith. Yeah. If you've been, like, doing the same haircut for, like, a decade. Absolutely. But then after I got that haircut, I had to go to a wedding in like two weeks and I got it. So I, I, the same guy gave me the same haircut. And I was like, wait, this may, might be the new thing. May, maybe this is the new move where <laughs> I just like, don't get to a point where I look terrible. Yeah. Like maybe I'll just like look <laughs> presentable all the time. Like go <laughs> figure. I used to be, I used to be the dude. So I was even worse than that. In that like, I would, uh, have very infrequent haircuts, but then I would cut my own hair too. Um, I've never, I've so never like done that. I would just, it was just like I would take the clippers and just go, you know, and just like when it was short enough on the sides and top, yeah. I was like, I, I, I was good. Only after, like, I had a girlfriend at the time who was like, who, who like revealed to me eventually that she like really hated, hated the way that my hair looked every time that I cut it. She said she thought it was like terrible. And every time she, and she was like, that like proves her love is that like, yeah. she didn't tell me that she was, she was, like, she was like, always like, like, it was great. Job. It was Good great. Job. It looked great for like a year it's and a like half. the art on the fridge that your mom puts up. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Exactly. But she, so I finally started getting haircuts, but just, um, just recently, I've done. I've started going every two weeks. I found this woman who I think is great at her job, who who I love, and she every time that I go in, she like knocks it out in like fifteen minutes. Uh -huh. It's like keeps me sort of 
perfectly where I want to be. And, like, I, I feel like it, it is – I love getting haircuts. It, it relaxes me. Like, yeah. there's nothing in the world that I find, like, more soothing than that is just going in and sitting down. And just like also, like you can't pamper your head like that. Also, it's like one of those moments where it's like you can't like go anywhere. Yeah, can't like, look at your phone. You can't like yeah, like you can't like really be doing anything. Like yeah, you like moments where you actually have to be still. Like what what other scenarios in your life do you like actually just have to like be still? Sit there still for fifteen minutes. It is like it, it makes me th- it makes me think that like people. People are onto something with the meditation. People, it's like the, it's the, the, getting a haircut is like yeah. the closest I get to meditation. Yeah, probably. You just still. And one time I had ooh. One time I had a deaf. I just I walked into a I walked into a barbershop. A deaf. And a deaf woman cut my okay. hair. I had a, uh-huh. I had a deaf woman cut my hair, and she. Uh, so we couldn't talk. There was no chatting. There was no chit chat. Just silence. It was next level haircut. Where <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. Because I didn't have to small talk. It was just like there was no – because now, I mean, look, I understand that's part of the deal. Like small talking, chit-chat, but some days you're just like mind is crazy yeah. and you don't really want to talk about what you do for a living and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it was like – it was you just we just sat there in just silence. Like, just sat there in silence for 20 minutes and it was like such a soothing like chunk of my day. It was beautiful. That – <clears throat> that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, but then I went back there, and she was she wasn't she wasn't there. She would moved on. Damn. So if she's out there, yo, shout out. Um, <clears throat> that is great that we land on that same thing. I, I that, love that, it. That is that is that is a beautiful thing. Um, what is uh, something that you're into right now? I just decided uh, that I'm finally into Kim Kardashian. Oh, finally. Interesting timing. <laughs> oh, cool. Really cool. It was. It's not what you're thinking. <laughs> it's not what everybody's thinking. But it was. Uh, so people have been talking a, a lot for feels like 10 years now. But for the past few days, obviously, she had the cover with her butt out. But yeah. but it, it reminded me like that. I there's still so many things that I don't like about Kim Kardashian. But now the hate for her has turned like really racist and sexist uh-huh. and so that is like that has made me like join her team like right. i like the like the thing about racist and sexist is like they make disliking things difficult because like you don't want to be you, you don't want to be on that like, side i'm of this not story. yeah i'm not i don't want to associate with you people and so now you force me to like kim kardashian so it's it is a thing where like i dislike kim kardashian for so long and there's still a lot of stuff about her that i disagree with but now it's like i'm gonna let kim do kim Stay strong and li- and live and like I just can't be associated with like the the racists and the sexists yeah. who hate Kim Kardashian, which is like a big a yeah. big chunk of the people who talk about Kim Kardashian talk about. People this. say very terrible things. <clears throat> yeah. Um, do you like Kanye? Ooh, ooh, I have a lot of complex thoughts about Kanye. I've written about them. Um, give me one, then I'll give you one. Um, I I dislike I dislike that uh, I dislike that um. I wrote a whole, I wrote a whole piece about this and, and I, I disliked um, greatly when when Jay Z and Kanye West were talking about uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me about like redefining Black Power and sort of I, I dislike the uh, that uh, the, the the you know Jay Z saying like I I I was born the day Fred Hampton died and kind of associating myself with Fred Hampton because I think that like that those ruined d- that whole song for me yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that uh, Murder Excellence I yeah. love that song and I think that those dudes are like those dudes are killing it in their fields and they're like amazing at their crafts and I and I respect them for that I get really nervous about the idea that like 
acquiring wealth and getting rich is like um, is at all sort of um, like the power that those guys were fighting for, that, mm-hmm. that, like, like those that those like that that those kind of like the people that came before them were like. Because in that song, Jay pretty much aligns himself with Fred Hampton. Yeah, exactly. And like Fred Hampton was a socialist. You know what I mean? Like Fred Hampton was all about like taking yeah. money from wealthy people and like spreading around yeah. to the poor. Like and, that, and, and like, then and got like, killed in his house. <laughs> exactly. And like a lot of and like pretty much all those guys were like that like mm-hmm. you hear if you go back and listen to like MLK, like he has so many speeches about like financial like like spread like like how rich are too rich and like the it's class not prosperity disparity, gospel. Class it disparity. Not, yeah, yeah, class disparity is like this massive thing. And so to hear those dudes, so to hear Kanye and Jay like rap about that stuff is uh it's a little off-putting to me though but like there's there i i totally i i like their music i really like kanye west music there's uh-huh. I, there's some of his music that i don't like but i i have to admit that he's like a very talented artist and rapper i i think that that's great i think that um when i see people try to like uh put too much into like Kanye's hands like uh-huh. and, and and I think that like try to try to uh, talk about him in, in a certain way as if uh, he is um, much larger than I think that he's 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 much larger to certain people than he is to me I'll say okay. that I <clears throat> the the interesting thing with Kanye and Jay for me is that like with that album the you know mm-hmm. black excellence you know opulence like <clears throat> all the stuff and watch the throne I felt like Jay was getting his, you know, kind of black power cues from Kanye. You think so? Yeah. And I think, like, one of my main differences between the two of them is I think, I genuinely think Kanye as a musician is, like, it's, like, means to a greater end. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he actually wants to, like, in his head, he actually sees himself being impactful. And empowering people. Empowering people. And music <clears throat> is the way he got everyone's attention. Yeah. I generally think Jay, like, wants to be rich. Yeah. And, like, that's the big difference between the two of them. So yeah. when when Kanye says um, lines that are, like, you know, kind of putting parallels between him and people from, you know, the past, it even if it's not perfect it feels like it's coming from an authentic place yeah with jay i'm not convinced that that's part of his his end game mm-hmm. but <clears throat> it it worked because like the foundation of that album is like you know two black boys you know rising to power and like you know yeah like if you know kind of if we can do it anyone can do it <clears throat> yeah. but like <clears throat> it just like when Jay does it, I'm like, okay, like, but it just feels like lyrics. Yeah. When Kanye does it, I'm like, okay, like sometimes it, that's like, it's about la- some outlandish that you just said, yeah. but <clears throat> like I I I do see, I do see you wanting to make good. Yeah. As your career goes on, however that turns out. So. Absolutely, and I think that I mean, I feel that I just I think that I've got a. And it's it's not even just them. I feel like I feel like the uh, like the pursuit of like the pursuit of acquiring wealth is like a pursuit that has like ruined so many people's lives and like ruined entire like generations of people. Like is like the pursuit of acquiring like it's money. Ru- it's ruining the capital. Internet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> exactly. ruining the internet every day. Exactly. And so like I feel like I don't know. It's just I wish. 
I think that they're so talented, but it's like, I've, like, like after I listen to it after a while, it's like, all right, I can only listen to like dudes rap about how much money they have for like three songs, and then I got to yeah. listen to something else. You want to talk about that other thing that you're not into anymore that you said you don't weren't going to bring up? Oh, you want you do you want to talk about this? Yeah, one? Yeah, maybe maybe. maybe Let's see how long we talk about. It. We maybe it, that might be a place to end. Okay. Like, we'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, was hanging out with Cord yesterday, and we were just like talking about things that we might talk about. And one of the things that came up was rap music. Yeah, I feel I have a real hard time getting into so much rap music now, and it's something that I used to like really, really love. Yeah. It was one. It was sort of. I was. I was like. I was my first rap, my first adult magazine I started getting was Vibe. Yeah, that was like what made me feel like a grown up. I, yeah. I would come every every month, uh, XXL and the Source and all those. I was just kind of like died in it. But <clears throat> but nowadays it, it is. It, it makes me feel really old. I listened to, I I really tried a couple weeks ago to listen to Young Thug. Uh-huh. I did my best. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know who sounded like that to me too? Future. I tried future and it's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and like, I really tried to get into it. And I like went and listened to their catalog. And like, I was just like, you know what? I'm just not feeling this at all. And I think that, and in, I mean, but as much as I say that there are like rappers who I like, I really love Kendrick Lamar. I really love Chancellor rapper. Like, I, so I say that kind of half jokingly. I don't, I like, I, I still really love rap music, but it's like now I've, I've finally, encountered rap where it's like it makes me feel like an old man is it oh i don't even understand why kids listen to this is some of it like rat like internet rap fatigue maybe that's it too i think that's some of it maybe that's it too i was like i just i'm sick of seeing your damn tweets about young thug you know what i mean and and i'm sick of seeing people's tweets about uh yeah it, it, it has that's another thing that's a that's totally another thing in line with pizza it's like become this thing where where everywhere there's so much um, like wacky culture around this now. Like, yeah. here's my wacky opinion on rap. Ha ha ha! And it's like, ah, it's like it's become like a, uh, like like people like it's an in joke. Like it's like, oh, I, I listen to Young Thug. Like here's what here's like the rap joke that I can put in my Twitter bio. Yes. And like, put, you, does that does that make sense? Yes. Like here's here's the rap lyric that I'm gonna tweet out. And it's like, all right, you know, I, I'm, I I'm think, done with it. I think this is why I, <clears throat> even though I do have like a a a very real place in my heart. Uh, for Young Thug because yeah. he wears like sleeveless minks and like skinny jeans yeah. and like it's just like the fact that he is like an accepted rapper yeah. like presenting himself like that I'm just like absolutely like yes he looks great he looks amazing he looks um, great Migos too oh I, and that's uh, Migos, I, I really like Migos, Migos I really like Migos <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this podcast is sponsored by Migos <laughs> Uh, all podcast, all podcast, sponsored, sponsored by Migos, not Mailchimp. You know, you know who did it. The, the answer to cereal is Migos. Migos did it. Um, all three Migos. Um, but I had like a real like like come to Jesus rap writing moment like six months ago, where I was like, I think I'm just gonna start writing about R and B. Really? Because there was such a high barrier to entry yeah with art like literally anyone can write about rap yeah i think i'm surprised that so many people do it to be honest because it's it's one it's for the most part it's pop music mm-hmm. and even though i am of the world and the generation that 
owes a career to and like appreciates a world where like you don't have to like you can carve out a space for yourself without having to get the blessings from all the elders and everything like that in terms of like your opinion like yeah literally you can just like you don't have to really prove any knowledge of rap Mm -hmm. about rap yeah the same thing doesn't seem to be the case about r&b like Seemingly because like and like people don't even try mm-hmm. almost because it seems like if you're talking about R and B, you have to have like been listening to R and B. Yeah. Like the like whenever I'm writing about R and B, like like current R and B, I find myself like comparing it or thinking about older R and B. And like thinking about, you know, like thinking about Miguel and Frank and then like thinking about like old Marvin Gaye and like all this other like there, there seems to be more of like a, a lineage yeah. that um that I feel I feel capable of writing about newer R&B because I have like a history of R&B but yeah. like with rap it feels like the, a lot of the writing is a lot of it which is still good but then a lot of it is also like I I like Migos uh and I just like started listening to rap like six months ago. Yeah. And like I don't I don't really have to think about it through a culturally cultural lens. I can just be like, this rap song is dope. Yeah, and I think that that is I think that that speaks to something that that for me is um, is difficult in that in that I think that I like I love I think rap is like an incredible art form. And I think that it's sh- it, like the – that's why I really love to see like writing about it that treats it, treats it as such you know, um, and treats it, treats it with like the respect that it deserves. And I feel like um, it is as you, say, as you say that a lot of, a lot of like um, – I feel like the, some, a lot of the rap writing you read isn't like, – it's as you said, like there's no, there's no real thought behind it. You know what I mean? I and I feel that, like, like that is <clears> – <throat> that's unfortunate because I feel like it, there should be a lot of thought behind it. Yeah. I think that, that – I mean I think that this kind of goes for all – music writing and, and unfortunately and i think that it it, it spans like um every genre but there's also like 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 people like there are so many writers that w- would love to like give you 30,000 words on Creedence Clearwater Revival you know yeah. what i mean and then and there are magazines that will publish that because they'd be like oh this is really important yeah i i feel like a group like migos does they're doing like they're doing great work and like there's something that like people should go in there and like treat their music with respect and sort of like write about it in that way and yeah like, don't it. don't don't there was like actually in the past like week I, I i watched this happen on the internet over the course of a week like people wondering if like the migos love was real or like if people were just joking yeah and then like one camp being like, you can't seriously think this is great. Another camp being like, no, no, like actually this is great. Yeah. And like watching that, <clears throat> like watching that nuance ha- happen mm-hmm. was like actually like a really great thing to watch yeah. because it wasn't like it. It showed, you know, it showed a depth to what a what a musical act can do to like a population like Mm -hmm. some people like like when some people 
like genuinely don't get it and other people really get it, like yeah. that's a cool thing to happen. You yeah. know? And like some interesting, some good writing came out of it. Um, yeah. But that doesn't – a lot of times why – you know, writing about why people like something. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Nikki wrote something for um, – um, for Complex, I think. And it was like actually digging into why – people like Migos, not just like saying I like Migos, but like yeah. this is why someone like myself or other people like are actually into this. Like that yeah. is like, that is what that, that is like something that's dope that can come out of rap writing. But mm-hmm. a lot of times it's just kind of lazy and it's just like, yeah. or I mean, not, and not just rap writing, just like any, any buzzy internet that exists. It's just like, I could go into I, – I could take the time to to hash this out or I could just be like – just like send a tweet. List of gifts. List of gifts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had one other – I had one other thing that I wanted to – oh, this is my la- – I, I, I think I'm going to end it with this. Okay. And I want your opinion on it too okay. because I think, I think this ties in a lot of the <clears throat> internet stuff. One thing I am back into after – Probably two years of not doing it, and I think you jumping from the internet to writing TV, you have experience with this. Mm-hmm. Like writing something and just holding it. Like are that. You saying, are you talking about like journal entries, or are you talking about like uh, like essays that you just write for your own? Good? Like like kind of like kind of all of it, you know. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I I was talking to someone the other day, and we were talking about just kind of. <clears throat> an era of the internet that doesn't exist as much as it did probably five years ago, which was like the come up story of like, just like the person with like the blog spot or the WordPress that just writes blog posts for like years. Yeah. And then like, and like not really anyone reads it. Yeah. And then at some point someone stumbles over on all this stuff. Yeah. And like that person, they're like you are. You have talent. Like, yeah, but it, something beautiful about yeah. That. It's like a really beautiful like <clears throat> love of writing thing that has no connection to like self promotion. Yeah, that you know if if I was if I was trying to like figure out my best come up strategy in 2014. Yeah, and given two options, option one being like. Let me become like a Twitter celebrity. Option two, let me like slave away at blog posts for a year yeah. and hope someone sees it. Yeah. Like I feel like ninety like nine times out of ten right now, person X is gonna pick Twitter just because yeah. it's easier. Yeah. Um and I I think I think I got I was like I realized that and got like really like bummed out about that fact. Yeah. I was like, I need to like prove to myself that I can also d- still do this. Yeah. You know, is like is that something like like writing scripts or like something like yeah, something like absolutely. Would- so that I think that I think that sh- I think that writing for your own uh personal joy and um writing because you feel uh like you need to say something and you don't necessarily know how to how to say that uh right now in a public forum is important. I think that I I still do that and then yeah. I've I've started I've started writing things um just for myself or to give to other people and then um, realized maybe like 
three quarters of the way through that like I actually want to publish this. I've also yeah. done it and been like, oh, you know, this is just not going to go anywhere, and I'll just yeah. throw this away or just keep it with me somewhere, but nobody will ever see it. Um, I do think that's important. I will say that there, the the hard part though, and and the the one of the difficult things about TV is that, and one of the difficult things about being a writer in general is that like, if you do want to publish it, and it doesn't get published. That's also painful. That's like a different. That's a different. Really? So, so like, yeah. so I've written, I've written a script that I'm really, really proud of that I think is really good, mm-hmm. and I think that it would make a good television show. Um, if no executive agrees with me, I guess I could, I could make it. Like, I could make a YouTube series yeah. of it, but like, that's a, that's an undertaking that I don't, I don't really want to do right now. Uh-huh. Um, and so for me, the, the the avenues that I'm trying to do is like sell it to sell it to a studio that will produce it, right? Yeah. Um, and so if that doesn't happen. Then it's just like I'm holding on to this thing that I think is really good that I love, yeah. That like nobody's ever going to see, and I think that that is that's like that's the, the that's the other side of the coin for 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 what you're saying for me in that like it is it's great to write write on your own and like write in peace and like keep that to yourself, yeah. but it, that that sucks when like you've written on your own and then you actually want people to see it and and people aren't seeing it, and so yeah. I've actually. I was talking with a friend is uh, about the other day. I'm like, do people just like post entire scripts online just so people can see it? Because I'm, I like it, you know what yeah. I mean. And I, I would like to hear other people's opinion about it and see if other people like it, you know what I mean. Yeah. Instead of keeping in this like rarefied world of like movie executive, I mean uh, TV executives yeah. and like my very close friends. Like, if I w- I kind of want it to get out there, and so it's that that is and that is like the key. I was I remember I think I was talking to a. Uh, I was talking to my manager the other week, actually, and he said he was talking to an executive where they said that of the scripts that that this that this executive studio bought mm-hmm. um, to consider, yeah, two percent made it to a season two. The other ninety eight percent like died somewhere along that yeah. path, you know, and and the vast majority of them died before they ever even got a season yeah, one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that there are so many writers in Hollywood who like. Who, are, who suffer that, who yeah. are, like, desperate to have their work seen, and it just never, ever gets seen. Like, yeah. even if uh, – the, the worst thing that I've heard of is uh, um, my friend was telling me that uh, a script will get bought. Like, let's say that a network buys a script, and then we'll just sit on it. It's like the, the, that is just actually- says it's like development hell. Like, we'll, we'll consider – We'll consider making it, but then they just sit on it. So you can't sell it anywhere else. Yeah. But it's never going to get seen. It's never going to see the light. You also of day. get the high of them yeah. being like, yes. Yeah. And then it's just like years later. It's, it's like, like almost worse than yeah. no from the jump. Exactly. Years down the road, it's like you. It just sits there, and like there's people who like love who who like spend a lot of time and like energy making making like what they think is like a great piece of writing, and then it just will never live to see the light of day. Yeah. It's it, it is it is <clears throat> it is complicated. Like I know. I have, like, recently found joy in, like, writing stuff that I can, like, read in, like, a small, like, public setting. Yeah. Like, that's, like, a really happy medium for me. Yeah. It's, like, I don't need to, like, I don't need this to necessarily be, like, a byline and the, you know, the sea of internet cultural responses and criticism. But, yeah. like, it, it, like, I want someone to hear it. Yeah. You know? Um, I think it's, like, interesting, like... Oftentimes when I've done that, it's like a piece I'm like in the middle of. Mm-hmm. I haven't finished yet. I'm like kind of like teasing out that I, again, might publish one day. Yeah. Uh, but like, and I de- like again, like that's – I think 
a lot of kind of what we talk like we have talked about has been like responding to the overwhelmingness of the internet and yeah. like it feels very even though it's not it feels very old school and like kind of comforting yeah to write something and then read it to like humans yeah like in a room yeah and then like go back like you know get some like critique yeah and then like go back and like work on it some more and like the what ends up happening to it is still kind of like to be determined yeah like, and having that having that performance aspect to writing is like kind of beautiful sometimes too is like sort of really engaging with people yeah and sort of see it like turns into like a small piece of theater right and oh so, yeah so that is uh yeah that is like that is a that's a treasure. I think I haven't. I have. I've only done like a handful of readings in my life, but everyone that I've done has been. They're great. Incredible. Yeah, they're great. Well, this was wonderful. I really uh, enjoyed Mr. it, Mr. Jefferson. I'm really glad you came through. Thank you for um, having me. Anytime. Anytime. And, uh, we could do this in New York. Um, when, yeah. when, when you move, we can there. do this every week. Yeah, we can do this every it's week. Me, you, Puff. Me, you, Puff. Podcast, Migos. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you for listening to Rembrandt Explains, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs. Subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on Podcasts.